Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Brace yourselves, winter is coming. What the writers of games, uh, Game of Thrones didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer. Not sure what you want as a gift for the holidays? Well, Manscaped is the ultimate gift, and they're here to change the men's grooming game. And you can get 20% off, plus free shipping if you use the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 is the best in the business. This hygiene bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker, Boxers, Travel Kit, and Liquid Formulations. The new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof with advanced skin safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts, and even has a light to help with your close shave down there. No need to have a red wedding situation next time you're going for a trim. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes. This product also has proprietary skin-safe technology to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. The Performance Package also includes Crop Preserver. It's deodorant for your balls to protect against chafing. Also, their Crop Reviver Ball Toner will keep your boys fresh at all times. Maybe you're on the other side of the wall and you don't know when your next shower is. No worries. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes are for you. Have smelly feet? Manscaped can help with their foot duster, foot deodorant made to fight odors of the dirtiest feet. Want to smell good everywhere? The Refined Cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scented designed for the refined gentleman. On top of everything, they've even thrown in the shed travel bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. During the winter, you may be spending more time inside with your balls. Might as well make them beautiful. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code UNFILTERED20. It's time to join the Manscaped movement. These products are snow joke. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 212. I'm your host, Blaine Putvang, and I'm joined now by my co-host, Treg Wilson. How's it going? Good. I'm wearing the same shirt I wore last show. Nice. Laundry day didn't happen. Um, 
Matt Smith sends his best regards, his love, but unfortunately he is working. So we will just dive into this, shall we? Um, his only fans accounts taken off, so he's been really uh, honing in on that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, I'd like to mention that this episode is brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Company's Puck Off Beer. It is a light, refreshing brew. And, and if you got up at the break of dawn and spent all day drinking rink coffee while cheering your team under your hockey blanket, you and your dedicated ways deserve a super refreshing, perfectly normal beer to share with your friends. Puck Off Lagerdale is brewed with, with hockey and all of its characters in mind. No, it does not taste like old socks. Trust me. Uh, cheers to a great puck off and cheers to you, hockey parents, inspiring coaches, valiant referees, and of course, the ever loyal fans. That is Boxing Rock Brewing Company, Puck Off Beer. We're, uh, we're going to have a little giveaway for those uh, listeners who live in Nova Scotia. You, with proof of age, can win a free 12-pack of Boxing Rock's Puck Off Beer. To win, you simply have to follow all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. We are now on TikTok. We are. Um, and uh, the individuals, uh, individual hosts, so Treg, myself, and Matt. If you follow all of us, share your love of Boxing Rock in a tweet and tag us in it and you can win. We will pick one winner out of all those who do so. And with proof of age, you will get a free 12 box of Boxing Rock Puck Off Beer. I so think that's one fair. Of our, one of our moms is going to win. Sure. Because I think they're the only ones in Nova Scotia that listen. Not my mom. <laughs> My mom's nowhere near oh, Nova yeah, Scotia. Yeah, she's nowhere near Nova Scotia. No. Yeah. So it's just mine. And Matt's mom can't win either. She's in New Brunswick. In New Brunswick. Yeah. Actually, mine doesn't have Twitter or listen to the show. So basically, what I'm saying is Scotian Canadian, this is your chance. <laughs> this is your opening, buddy. Come on, Matt. <laughs> what about, uh, what about uh, like guys like Andrew who are from Nova Scotia but live in Alberta? He can only pick up the beer here in nova scotia so his dad or someone will have to go get it for him i guess he's gonna have to find a way i'm trying boys i'm trying i'm trying yeah. to get you so what what about all our fans in luxembourg <laughs> yeah what the hell is with that like we're we're actually like trending number, there we're like number three that's weird i like it though i don't know it's all those... so whoever's listening to us in luxembourg thank you don't even know what they speak in luxembourg what is that german or something european (laughs) (laughs) they they probably speak all of it because it's europe um so yeah so if you want to win that 12 pack just uh follow us on all the socials and uh you know tag boxing rock in a tweet with us and you can win so moving on i'd like to mention in today's episode uh the passing of an old salt uh, Abel Seaman Headley Lake, uh, who was a survivor of the SS Caribou sinking in October of 1942, has passed away at the age of 104. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet him several years back. The man was, <laughs> he was sharp. I mean, he would cut us all up. 
making fun of us. Like it was borderline mean, but I loved it. It was, it was really funny. So, you know, it's a loss to the Naval community. So uh, our condolences go out to uh, Abel Seaman Headley's Headley Lakes family and friends. So this episode, we have a few things and we're going to start off with the long, long-term injury reserve ridiculousness going on with Shea Weber. So Treg, why don't you fill us in on what your thoughts are of the league reviewing Shea Weber's injury yet again? Okay, so if Jeffrey Lupul can go snowboarding while on, and record himself doing it, yeah, while on long-term injury reserve with Toronto, yeah, and he never gets, it never got reviewed, no. Why is it that Weber? who everyone knew had injuries even before he went on long-term injury reserve, like multiple injuries. Uh, why is he getting reviewed so much? Like, I just, I, I don't understand. I, I, uh, I don't get it either. I don't get it. Uh, there was someone else that was on long-term injury that never. Robida. They had Robida. a, they had a name for it. Robida Island. Like, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with him. They just wanted him gone. So they paid him to just stay away. And he went on LTIR for yeah. some illness or whatever he had. And uh, lo and behold, no one checked in. But for some reason, Weber, they think Weber's faking it. Like Weber's never, if Weber had his choice, he would be playing with a broken foot, a broken knee and a broken wrist. He basically played on one leg for half a season already. Well, he would play the rest of the, all this season on one yeah. leg if he could. So why they're picking I, I have no idea maybe it's because Montreal's doing so bad and they're afraid they're going to get the number one pick and maybe this is because Kucherov did he get his uh review or whatever when he was out which for time? the whole season and did only come back oh just before the playoffs miraculously come back fully healed oh and, last uh, year's yeah last yeah. year and oh look at me I find it a little odd that last year that happens and look I get it the shoulder thing he comes back He's hundred percent and he make the, you know, in playoffs and he's, he's just lighting them up. Sure. I can get that. The t-shirts is saying 18.5 over the cap. Fine. But then it happens again this year. He gets hurt and he's put on LTIR and then still not reviewing that after spending a whole year, given the old wink and a nod to circumventing the cap, they even made fucking t-shirts gets hurt again. And I'm not saying it's not a legitimate injury. I, I think it is. But the league isn't even looking at that. But Shea Weber, a guy who everybody knows would play through inordinate amounts of pain and has the integrity to not, you know, he's, he's known as a stand-up guy. He's known as someone with integrity. And to think that he would fake an injury just because the team told him to, is utter bullshit, in my opinion. Mm. And I don't think the team would tell them to do that anyway. But even if they did, he would yeah. tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Trade me. That's what he would say. Trade yeah. me if you don't want me. We would actually probably see the rare Shea Weber press conference where he says something more than five words. Yeah. Well, actually, he probably wouldn't say more than five words. He would just say... No, it'd be only five what, words. Yeah, I'm not doing what they want me to do. Trade me. Trade me. Trade me right fucking now. Yeah. <laughs> in Slapshot style. So, Shay, that is all. <laughs> you stand up, walk away. 
and no one will, like, yeah, and he can limp away. Like, you know, like, uh, I t- is it, is it because the league, uh, the Canadians maybe put in a complaint to the league about Kucherov last year? Maybe like there's, and I'm just spitballing at what I'm only saying that because maybe they did. There's nothing in the news that says they did. Nobody has said they did. I'm just spitballing. I don't know. Maybe the NHL looked at guys like Kucherov and that and said, oh, maybe we got to really crack down on this LTIR. Maybe if people are using it. Maybe it was Tampa Bay's, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Maybe it was the way Tampa Bay went on about it and joked about it and laughed about it. Maybe they said, oh, maybe he's should get serious. Maybe Kucherov will get a, a, a review later on. I mean, he just, he just just got injured a month ago, I think. but uh, A month and a half, two months ago, yeah. and they still haven't reviewed him. But meanwhile, Shea Weber's been reviewed twice. I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I, Shea Weber's such a man mountain that uh, they were like, we got to review this because there's no way mountains can get hurt. Is it, maybe it's because they're saying it's a career ending kind of thing. Maybe. And they're, they're seeing this as a way of cap circumvention. But why would the Canadians take the brunt of that when they're, they, they don't face the brunt of the cap circumvention penalties financially. Maybe, Na- Maybe Nashville's getting the league to check in on it. But why would Nashville want it checked? They would want him on LTR. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> it makes no I, sense. I it, it's like it's like the NHL with goaltender interference. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Uh, if anyone does know what the nhl is doing with that uh email us at habsunfiltered at outlook.com and we will share your answer the the goaltending interference or the shea weber thing the shea weber thing or goaltending interference either one i know the the biggest issue with goaltending interference is the war rooms in toronto that's the first issue should be in a neutral zone like i don't know Toronto. Saskatchewan. Whatever. Loose gel. Louisiana. We don't know what hockey is, but that looks like he bumped him. No, he can't do that. Or can he? Just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're going to move on from that to our next topic. And that is, we're going to discuss a little bit of the Nashville game, but we're going to focus in on the coaching. So Ducharme is keeping his job for the year. That has been, that has been mentioned. Personally, I think once the GM comes in, he should just move, make the move, move him out of the way, bring in his own guy who is probably going to be a Francophone to stay with the theme from last episode. And there's some good options out there for francophone coach like Benoit Guru, I think would be an excellent choice. Joel Bouchard. Who could be a very good choice. Um, so whenever the new GM comes in, whoever that is, I wouldn't be a I would think that they should make the move to bring in a coach who will at the very least play the young players. I uh I have no issue keeping uh, Ducharme for the season, but there's caveats to this. The reason I don't have an issue 
is I look at it as a business point of view. You're not paying three guys to lose, which is what you'd be doing if you get rid of. Yep. Uh, at least I don't think Ducharme's here next year, whether he stays or goes early. I don't think oh, he's I, here next year. I've already put money on him being fired. So yeah. it's guaranteed. So, but I don't, I also look at the team now and go, I don't see a point in firing and paying a third coach just to lose because that that's with all the injuries and the way it is. However, Unless that's your guy for the next three to five years. Yeah, how, well, I, I was going to get that. Unless yeah. you find a guy and you're like, you know what? This is our guy to push us through this reset, rebuild, whatever it is we're going to do, right? But they still haven't really come out and said Gordon's still evaluating what he wants to do, whether he needs a full rebuild or he just needs to plug holes. We discussed this on the other show. I think but he he's kind of hinted holes. at it. He's, he's, he's hinted at the fact he's, I think he wants to do what he did in New York. Yeah, he's, he's he said he's going to talk to the veteran players and let them decide based on they, you know their age and their play what they, they feel. Yeah. yeah so he's given you know he's he's given them the choice but he is ready to move but here's my thing and i'm surprised whether or not or i'd like to know whether or not this conversation we had with gordon is Ducharme for some reason does not want to play as youth he still thinks they're going to win games i think or he still thinks they're they're gonna make this comeback so he keeps going with them. i mean Caulfield's ice time went up only because Anderson got hurt and he had to play more minutes. Uh, Norlander, it's either sits or plays eight minutes a game. Like, what's the point? Exactly. Why why, why are you playing him? Like, send him back to Sweden. Uh, I think he, going back to last show, I think he will go back to Sweden now that uh, Clegg's there. But again, what's Clegg going to do? Is he going to play Clegg five minutes a game or is he going to actually play him? Why, I address why I think Sherrod's on the power play is because they're trying to showcase him. But still, why is Sherrod on the power play? Yeah. Right. Like he's not a power play player. He's not going to go to another team to play the power play. So why are you showcasing him on the power play? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I'm looking at it and I'm like, uh, you know, like play, I'm with you, play the kids, play Caulfield, Paling. Paling's looked great since his call up. And he plays nine minutes a game. I think he played 13 in the last game with some power play time. Well, because of injuries. Because of that's, that's what I mean. Because of injuries, yeah. and Romanov's uh, ice time keeps going up. He, in the last game against Nashville, he had over twenty-four minutes because of injuries. But did but he Romanov's get in? Been, he didn't get in on overtime. No, but Romanov's been consistent nineteen to twenty-minute guy since he sat that one game. He's yeah. about the only young guy that he has been playing consistently. True, that is true. But at the same time. He doesn't get in on the overtime. Like, okay, so against Nashville, the Canadians played Savard for over 25 minutes. Norlander had nine, like you mentioned. There was no Norlander, no Romanov, and no Paling during the overtime. Norlander saw two shifts in the third period. There was no ice time for Caulfield in the five-on-three power play. And Caulfield set up the power play goal. He had a perfect pass for the power play goal. Yes. Ah. So Caulfield's reward, Caulfield's reward for, uh, and we'll we'll get on Caulfield on this one here. So Caulfield for the game against Nashville was uh, promoted to the second line with, uh, with Dvorak. Yeah. 
And he got some power play time about two and a half to two forty-five in that game, which is good. And he got the assist. Like you said, he set up the power play goal and his reward for playing well in that game, because he got two assists up to this point, his reward was to sit during the five on three. So Perot can get out on the ice. Why are you sitting your top offensive talent? You put Hoffman and Caulfield out on a five on three. That much wide open ice for Caulfield, he would murder them. And he has five points the last six games. So it's not like he's been playing bad hockey. Mind you, he only has one goal, but he has one goal, four assists in the last six games. And he's creating opportunities. He's creating opportunities. He's doing it. He's gaining his confidence. All right, roll with it. All right, Our, uh, Caulfield, you're going out there. You're going out every third shift. Yeah. No, you're, you're, I'm, do, I'm doing this with you. For some reason, Ducharme's like, let's, let's go, let's caveat the last episode. Maybe it's a language thing. Maybe Ducharme wants to get the French players out. He wants to, to show, maybe he's showcasing the guys he thinks that are going to go. I don't know. But as Gordon says, he wants youth, speed, and skill. He should be telling Ducharme, why are you not putting the youth, speed, and skill on the ice? Yeah, I think I don't think the two have had a meeting as of yet. Um, because if if there is that disconnect with uh, Ducharme, because clearly Gorton wants what you mentioned, but Ducharme's not really following it. So, it, it, is Ducharme saying "fuck you, boss"? I ain't doing that. Is he doing the money ball thing where he says, "I got to coach the team that I can explain in job interviews in the future." I think he's trying to win hockey games to save his job. And he thinks the <laughs> best way to, I, I yeah, I'm just saying yeah. in his mind, he's saying, man, we got to start winning. We got to make the playoffs. We got to do this. We got to start doing that. So I better start playing the guys I can trust and the guys that I think are going to do it. But those guys aren't doing it. I'm sorry, but the guys you're playing are not winning you hockey games. You're losing hockey games with the guys you were playing. Try something different. Try and make, why can't Palin get 13, 15 minutes a game? Yeah. You know, why can't uh, Caulfield get 15 to 17 minutes a game with power play time? You're absolutely right. A five on three, Huffman on one side, Caulfield on the other. They go to their opposite sides, so they have that slap shot going. What what are you waiting for? Like, what? why are you not, like, if Joe Blow, me sitting on the coach, can see that. Eric Engels tweeted that. So I ask you, Eric, why aren't you asking that question at the Star Impressors? Because you can do that, right? Of course, people have asked him about his coaching things, and he's kind of shut them down by saying, yeah. I've been coaching for 18 years, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? You co- won a Memorial Cup with a stacked team. What did you win without a stacked team? Yeah. See, I, I know he's been coaching for quite some time. And we've in past episodes, we've mentioned that he has a penchant for wide open hockey. So with that in mind, why isn't he playing Caulfield more? Caulfield is an offensive player. Uh, It doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Why is he playing Why is he playing Sherrod on the power play? Why? When you have Romanov, Norlander, Niku, Weidman, 
Well, Wyman does play on one of the power plays, but yeah, but still, but still, or, Romanov could be Romanov had twenty four seconds of power play time in that game against Nashville. Ooh, well, so slow down. Why not give him a little bit more? Look at him. He has a shot. And we'll we'll move on to Romanov now. Um, in that game against Nashville, he was de- in the third period when the uh, the Canadians were getting pummeled in their own zone. I mean, they only had two shots on net that whole period, which garbage. Um, but uh, Romanov himself impressed me with how well he handled his defensive responsibility. He played uh, just over 10 minutes in that period. And there was one sequence where he was up against two players in the corner. He won the puck battle, brought the puck back towards the back of the backboards, around the backboards, towards the net got in between the two players, jumped through them, moving the puck up slightly up towards the goal line, and then stepped into it and made a perfect pass to exit the zone. Seamless play, all done in about a a second and a half. And it's that kind of play that tells me that he is ready. Give him the power play time. We've seen him walk the line on the power play before. He can pass the puck. Let him play there. Norlander. If you're not going to play him, at least play him on the power play because that's where he's best. What do you think he was doing in Sweden? He was quarterbacking. Uh, Moda is a Moda. He was playing. He was quarterbacking yeah. their uh, their power play as their a rookie. Power play as a rookie. But yeah. Ducharme, no, I have Sharat for that. He has one power play point, well, two now. <laughs> In his career. In his career. Like, the season's gone. We're, we're not making – we don't even want to make the playoffs now. We want to finish in the bottom five. That's what we want. Really, well, let, let's, let's be honest. We want exciting hockey. Yes, yes. we want wins. But we want, to, we want that good draft pick. We want that draft pick. Because – what's the point of gunning for the playoffs now we're not going to make it we're just going to end up in that place we always end up in with the mediocre draft pick which is going to be an even worse draft pick now because we're going to if it's above 10 we're going to get carolinas which is probably going to be 25 25 at least 25 right and then uh or so we might as well now you know what let's and you know what if you play the youth and we start winning you know what? I, I I'd rather if we're that's what we're gonna do. If we're gonna try to save the season, right? Do it with the youth. If you do it with the youth and we yeah. just hit there, we go, oh shit, we we just missed the playoffs by five points. But you know what? It was these guys that got it here. It was the Caulfields, the Romanovs, the Norlanders, the Suzuki's, the I don't know whoever else we got on there that's young the clegs uh, the clegs <laughs> it was these guys that got us there you know what i mean and you know what i'll take that i'll accept that because we gave these guys valuable ice time valuable experience to go into the next year exactly that's that's my exact thought <clears throat> losing with a purpose if you're yeah. going to lose have a purpose you you know that the season is basically gone like you said playing the youth if it works out like you said, best case scenario, they they show well and they compete hard and they can actually make a run. 
that would be amazing. But even if they can't, if they can't step up and carry the team and bring it into any kind of respectable level towards a playoff spot, you know, like 10, 15, 20 points out, if they can't even get up to that point, at the very least, they have played uh, top line minutes, they've played uh, important roles, and they have developed a little bit by learning what they need to do to be in those positions. And then they're ready to train harder in the offseason to be ready for next year. I mean, look at Roman. Let's use Roman as an example. Last year, you make a mistake and with under Julian and he was relegated or yep. he sat the next game. I mean, mind you, only sat two games, I think, last year, but he lost minutes. Yeah. At least two charms given him a leash. At least two charms. This time. This time. He didn't last year at the second half when he took over. He was basically Julian 2.0. Yeah. But this year, why can't he do that with Caulfield? Why can't he do that with, uh, I mean, Julian did it with Suzuki. Once Suzuki got to his top line position, he was given a lot of rope. Yep. Do that with Still the other is. guys. Still do, yeah, do that with the other guys. Let them earn their, their, their time, but then help them increase it. Don't sit there and let them earn their time. Then all of a sudden, oh, you lost that puck in the intro zone. All right, you're sitting over there. Meanwhile, a veteran Meanwhile. can lose a puck in front of the net and <clears throat> get double shifted. losing the puck every time he has it, and oh no, that's okay. You're you're a veteran. You 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 know how to, you know how to change it. Yeah, you don't need to learn. Obviously, he does. <laughs> to me, this is a uh, uh, the the issue with Ducharme's coaching. He is um, how do I put this nicely? He's not very good this year. This year? I'm, I'm trying to be nice. There, there's no real rhyme or reason to a system. Like you, you don't see much of a system in place when it comes to defensive zone coverage uh, breakouts. Like it, it is, it, it's a gong show watching a breakout happen. They don't seem to have any true set breakout plays. It's, it's the same plays that you have in June in like minor hockey. They've gone back to the simplistic man on boards, puck up to man on boards, tip pass to man skating past man on boards. It, it's, it's pretty it, much it. I'm trying to think back to the Moosehead gay days, but the team was so freaking good. He didn't need to really do much with them. He opened those good. doors. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, cause I, I even write an article saying he had a winning pedigree. He should be a good coach until I actually watched him coach with the NHL team. And I was like, this guy's terrible. Uh, is he overwhelmed? I did he lose. I'm going to throw something out here. I'm going to, did he lose his confidence as a coach with the way the season went? It's very possible. You know I how mean, we say players lose their confidence yeah, and yeah. that's why they play. Did he, He's trying systems. He's trying to do things. They're not working and he doesn't know how to fix it. And he's losing his confidence on his abilities to coach. And maybe that's why it's almost like he's saying, fuck it, just go out and do what you can. <laughs> well, the uh, when the season was starting, you watch in the preseason, he had, he had a semblance of a defensive scheme and his offensive plan was essentially, um, 
transition. And then once you're in the zone, create, use your skill to create, which right. is fine. I, I have no problems with that. And it just seemed that after each and every single injury, just piling up, he kept adjusting and adjusting and adjusting until whatever plan he had at the start of the year was just paired away to what we're watching now. And I, I, maybe, maybe he just lost his confidence as a coach, but you're in the NHL. You got to the NHL for a reason. Well, your French was one of your reasons, but <laughs> but he was one of the up and but he was one of the up and coming ones. Him and Bouchard were the two at that time best French coaching prospects. I thought Bouchard was a better coach personally. Um, they went with Ducharme to go with the team. Bouchard with the Laval, which I like too because Bouchard helped develop players in Laval. Um, now Dale Weiss. He's had a few things that he wasn't a big fan of with, uh, with Bouchard, but and, I mean, a coach can't be everything to everyone and he's going to have. And we issues. said that too. We said, yeah. this is just from his point of view. You can't speak for anybody else. Uh, but it worked for Paley. It worked yeah. for Cot Yemi played well under him. He fixed some parts of Cot Yemi's game, even though he lost it later on. Uh, you know, it worked for players. Players went under him and they, they got better. Um, Ducharme players just don't get better well I mean <laughs> is it fair to say because the t- this is this season is just a season from hell anything that can go wrong has been going wrong but as a coach you have to if you have a system it shouldn't matter who is playing in that system exactly so if you have the injuries piling up it shouldn't matter this is the system play the system Right. And if he, if he doesn't feel he has the players to play the system he wants in place, then make a new system for the players that he has simplify. Right. Like say, all right, this is what I, Oh, what do I have here? Our defense is porous. So you know what? We're not going to win games with our defense. We got to turn this into an offensive type game. Let's win games with our offense or our offense isn't very good. We're not going to win games with our offense. Let's turn this into a defensive game. Oh, wait, I don't have the defensive players. Now I got to turn this into a hybrid type of game. As a coach with 18 years experience, you should be able to handle all these situations or have a plan for all these situations. Well, he seems to be wanting low scoring tight games, but the Canadians set a franchise record in the game against Nashville being the 11th straight game in which they allowed 32 or more shots. I mean, that game against Nashville, that that went to overtime, earned the Canadians a point. But that's a point they never would have had if not for Jake Allen stopping 40 shots. And, and this is the issue. He wants to play a tight defensive game, but the defense isn't stopping the shots. They're not pushing the shooters away. They're not – Jake Allen's keeping them in the game. Can you imagine yeah. if they were playing Montembeau? Damn. And, and you know, with uh, with Julian – that was an issue with Julian because people would complain that he was giving up too many shots, but the shots that the Canadians were giving up under Julian were all per, for the most perimeter. part, perimeter shots. There were the, the, high def, the high danger shots were lower than what they are with Ducharme. A lot lower. Well, the game against Nashville, they gave up 16 high danger chances. Yeah. 16. So here's my question. Why can't they just bring Julian back? Why would he come back? 
He's comfortable. He's with his family. He's getting paid five million a year to not be there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If why can't they reach out to him and say, "Hey, you know, fix this"? That would. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. It would never happen. But yeah. I'm. I'm just saying. Like, what do you got to lose? Who do you want, and, Julian? Or and, even, and even if you did bring him back, what's what's going to come of it? At, at the very best, the team becomes a 400 hockey team instead of a 200 hockey team. Yeah. We need that's a what, 700 hockey team. That's what we need right now. <laughs> that's the only chance they have to make the playoffs, and that's not going to happen, which brings me back to the whole losing with a purpose. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And, and, and when I say I'm okay with Ducharme staying for the season, as long as Gordon makes the moves that forces him to play the young guys at a level. Because that's what Gorton's gonna, or Gorton sits down and tells him, "Listen, you can stay on. You might be able to stay on for your contract, but this got to happen." You know what I mean? We are now a development team for our prospects that are playing in the NHL. Yeah, we are not. We are not fighting for a Stanley Cup. We are now developing our prospects. So in two, three years' time, they are where exactly where we need them to be. Yeah, I think Gorton to make it happen. To really, really hammer it home, Gordon has to sit with Ducharme and actually tell him, this is what our goal for this rest of the season. I need you in on this and play the young guys. Just really double shift them, whatever. I don't care, but give them quality minutes and a quality role. I want these guys playing high level. If... And then he can explain to him that this is what I'm going to tell people when they call. I'll, I'll tell all the other GMs and when it comes time for you to look for another job, they'll know that, Hey, he couldn't do what he wanted to do because injuries and all the other circumstances. And then we asked him to do this, do him a solid. Yeah. You know, I don't see to sure I'm getting another job in the NHL. If you, anybody's Montreal. Oh, you never, as know. an assistant, as an assistant, man. And then work his way back. I mean, Rick Bonus was an assistant for like what twenty years, and he got his chance again. Mm. So. Mario Tremblay became an assistant in Minnesota, so anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I, that's, I mean, like from a business standpoint, standpoint, it does not make any sense to get rid of Ducharme. But if he's not going to play the young guys, and they're just going to squalor away and nothingness then he's just you're wasting for for a a person who came in and says drafting development and analytics are the big things we want to work on you're failing at the development part already yeah well yeah with gorton only being here for a week <clears throat> i have a feeling that that's going to start uh it's going to start shifting pretty soon i agree too and i agree with you i don't think he's really sat uh, had the time to sit down with I mean, he's probably had a few talks with him, like, hey, how you doing? I'm your new boss. Yada, yada, yada. Let's have Make, a few Might games. not have even had that yet. Yeah. My, let's have, see a few games, see how you're doing things and see what's going on. You just do your thing. And then yeah. and then he's going to come back and say, all right, you and I got to talk. There you go. So, so I think that does it for this episode. Uh, do you have any last thoughts? Uh yeah, my only last thought is I understand this is the uh, season from hell. Uh, I'm not saying injuries are yep. an excuse, but uh, when you have 12 regulars out, it's a big it's a big thing. Uh, 
especially when some of them are your top players. So on social media, I get it. You're not happy. I get it. You're not, you're set, you know, you're, you're upset. You've been a fan for 50 years and you've never seen a terrible team like this. And everything in the eighties was great. Um, anyway, the point I'm making is there is no point bitching about the team. Now Molson's made his move. More moves are going to happen. The team's going to get better, but it may get worse before it gets better. And actually, I don't think it can much worse than this year. But uh, if you want your rebuild, this is what it's going to be like for three to five years. I'd say at worst, two years like this. Well, what I mean is it's going to take three to five years to get to that contender status that you want your team at. Yeah, that's what's going to take. Be glad it's only three to five because back when LA, Chicago, and all them teams were building, it was ten to fifteen. So, you know, it's going to you're going to have three to five years of us in the basement. Don't start bitching that we're in the basement. You want your rebuild. You're getting your rebuild. Live with it. Yeah, that's that's what I got. What can what can we be like Toronto? Look how great they are, and they haven't won anything. But look how shitty they were. Yeah. But what have they won? Years. And they still haven't won a playoff series. Still. Then you look at the Oilers. People mention the Oilers. They've been rebuilding for, what, 15 years? And they've won one playoff series. I mean, let's temper this a little bit. But good things are coming up. Like I said, Gorton, Gorton built the Boston Bruins Stanley Cup team in four months. The core of it, yeah, I could, yeah. And he worked on drafting other players, yeah. And, and look at the Rangers now. Look how good the Rangers are right now. He He's put together the core of that team. Yep. So, ipso facto. If you look at his past, you can see what the future for the Canadians is. You mentioned his his penchant for, uh, for the advanced stats, the analytics, which means he's into young mobile defensive type offensive players so you know a team built on speed and skill you know a fire wagon hockey where have we seen that before if you've been a fan for this long uh, for 50 60 years that should seem familiar to you so have a little patience oh yes sir All right. I'm with you. So uh, on that note, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, And uh, remember, if you were talking about it, so are we. Abs Unfiltered has special sponsors. Uh, Go to seatgiant.ca to save 35% on all your fees when purchasing tickets to NHL, CFL, Major League Baseball, concerts, Whatever event Seat Giant sells, use the code UNFILTERED20, save 35% on your fees. Go to builtbar.ca and save 10% using the code UNFILTERED20 on your purchases online. Go to East Coast Lifestyle and use the code UNFILTERED20 to save 20% off your purchase of any clothing at East Coast Lifestyle. Also, Lift Life. Go to liftlife.ca and use the code HABS10 to save 10%. And for a special promo until Christmas, HABS Unfiltered will be selling t-shirts in conjunction with 
514 shirts. If you purchase one of our shirts, the entire profit for the sale goes to Vets Canada. Vets Canada does work to end veterans homelessness across Canada. So let's help a great cause and wear a great shirt. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.